Today's episode of Dojo Kids Podcast is all about one of our newer Dojo community members, Avery. Avery joined Setting Sun Dojo with her sister Caroline about a year and a half ago. Listen in this episode as we learn what it was like for Avery growing up with her dad in the military and moving around a lot, even living in different countries, what led her to join Setting Sun and her interests as a 16-year-old, which includes sewing, learning new languages, and of course, martial arts. Thank you so much for giving me your time, first of all, I think is awesome. So have you ever done a podcast before? No. Never? No? No. No? So uh, I talked to your sister a little bit yesterday. I know. I walked in. I forgot she was like on a Zoom call. And I was like, wait, Jesus. No, it's okay. No worry. It was actually kind of funny because like you definitely looked surprised. Uh, so she told me a little bit about your family. But uh, I wanted to hear more from you. Like I heard you guys were from Texas. Uh, you guys lived a little bit there, right? Is that correct? Yeah, my mom moved, well, my family moved there when my mom was pregnant with me. With you? Oh, wow. So you were yeah. born in Texas. Yeah. So you're a Texas, Texas girl. So oh did you have friends, do you have friends from there that you still kind of, ah, <laughs> that's really? funny. She's showing us a mug of Texas she's drinking from. Are you drinking tea? No, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate? Oh, okay. I like tea. You don't like First tea? Time I was with my aunt. So, uh, so do you still have a lot of family in Texas? Yeah, my like almost my entire dad's time is in Texas. And do you do you have any friends you still stay in contact with? At what age did you move from Texas? I moved when I was two and a half ish. Okay. And then we evacuated to Texas and we stayed at my grandparents' house and we had a cousin nearby and stuff. Why did you and evacuate to Texas? Is that what you call it moving? No, I evacuated for three months from Japan. For what? Why did you have to evacuate? Tsunami and earthquake and stuff. You guys were there doing that stuff? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. In 2011, I was in class. Wait, wait, okay. Oh, I just got out of class. Whoa, okay, so tell me this story. Okay, so you guys were in Japan doing... What What year was this? 2011. Th- I lived there from 2010 to 2012. And you were in school. What grade were you in? First grade. <gasps> Oh, you must have been so tiny. It happened two weeks before my seventh birthday. And you remember everything pretty vividly? Yeah. Wow. So were you, so, okay, so when, so tell me what happened. Okay. So that day you got up in the morning, of course, not planning to go through an earthquake. So how did, you got up that morning. What time, how does school work over there? Well, my grandparents used to call me, it'd be like the day after my birthday where we were, but it'd be my birthday there. And they're like, oh, happy birthday. And I'd be like confused. I'm like, it's the 26th of March. My birthday was yesterday. It's we were ahead of the dateline. So so in school, how does school work there? Did you go to school in the mornings just like here or is it different? Um, I went to a department of defense school. So it was kind of like, it was like an American school. It was a military school. So all of us are like military students. And then some people were from off base, or like, were they Japanese students? So those are most. So what time did the earthquake happen? Two forty-six p.m. So right after school got up. So pretty much, this is the time when everybody's out walking around. Everyone's walking home because we didn't have buses on the base. And then so I walked like a mile to school every day and like a back. mile. But yeah, but. We were setting up a garage sale for my dad's like subgroup. And so we were in a building and my sister was like, 
is it me or is the building shaking or is it an earthquake? And what sister like, is this? Your older sister? My older sister. And then we're like, the, it's an earthquake. Because we're all like, the building is shaking. Everyone's running outside. How hard was it? It was, it was the, that was the 9.0. So it was like crazy. So we all had to be outside. We we're in a parking lot. The asphalt was weight was like going like waves. Everything was like swaying. And I was like, were you on the floor? Were you in a building? Where were we were you? The first floor, so we, was, we didn't have to go down any stairs or anything. But we lived on the eighth floor. Oh, of course. Jeez. So yes. what happened? So the earthquake happened. Were you with your family? How did I was you? With my sisters and my mom. Okay. So how did you reunite with your dad, or how did you end up evacuating? Like, how was that process? And then, well, and then we all met up at home because, like, we could all travel and stuff they just don't want people on the first floor in case because we had a little baby tsunami where we were that was like two meters tall jeez and then so then we were all safe and we took like our pictures down because they fell my sister slept under my older sister slept under our dining room table which we still have no way we still have it and then we got put because the nuclear power plant like exploded and stuff so there's stuff in the air and they're like it was like a stay at home order so we all stayed at home. We had all the vents air ba- like bagged up. <laughs> Everything was like taped shut. My dad was the only one allowed to leave. Whoa. So we were in the house for like three days like that. And like, it was so annoying. It's like you were inside a submarine outside of the floor. Yeah. And then they just evacuate. They were sending people to the States because it's safer in the States. And they were just putting them on flights. <laughs> And then people who were supposed to move in like the next coming months, they're like, we're moving you ahead now. Like, this is your last day in Japan. And then we got flown into San Francisco. And then we got another flight to Dallas, Texas. Wow. So we stayed with my grandparents. And then that's how you ended up in Texas again? And that's how you ended up moving to San Diego? And then we flew back. And then three months later, we flew back to Japan for like another year and then we ended up in San Diego after that whoa that's a big all over the place I know uh so Meliana something that I find very very interesting about you and that I'm actually like pretty impressed is your ability of love for languages uh if I know one thing is that you really are really good at other languages what is it about it that it really interests you about them? I and what makes it so easy for you to just also start yapping on Farsi? Is that what it is? Yeah, I take Farsi. Yeah. So, I mean, um, is it the teacher? What it, I mean, what is it? Well, I like applied to go to a summer program at SCSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was SCSU. And then they like four different languages that were like the government thinks critical. And so I wanted it. They have like Russian, Arabic. Farsi and Portuguese, like Brazilian Portuguese. Those are the critical. What do you mean by critical? Like ones that are like critical, like the government thinks like it's essential to have people who speak these languages. Oh, so really? A lot of people Spanish. A lot of people because like we have like a lot of tension with these like countries. Like, so why is it? Why is it that China isn't one of those like critical countries? They didn't. It is, but like they didn't have a teacher to teach Mandarin. Oh. That's interesting. I didn't even know that existed. And there is a website where you can know which ones are critical, or this is more just something. It was like it's with Star Talk. Mm. 
they want people to start like speaking other languages and I think like foreign language is like there's it's nice like when you meet someone and they know how to say hello in your language it is very true so you're very you're a very outgoing person a very welcoming person if you're willing to learn how to say welcome from another language uh, but how many languages do you speak or do you are learning I, I take Spanish in school I speak English and I'm learning Farsi Farsi did you learn any Japanese while you were in Japan yes I had to take in elementary school we took like the regular classes that you take in elementary school then we had to take a Spanish class and a Japanese class in Japan in Japan uh, I would love to hear I that class I learned to speak some Spanish they had actual Spanish teachers and then they had like a Spanish like some like immersion class I wasn't in that one but I had like friends in there so they it was basically a class where you just learn Spanish oh yeah where like they don't speak any other language besides Spanish yeah and then like yeah they speak so, like it's like more like learning Spanish it was kind of cool like they had that and then they all the kids would be in the same class like every year because they had a different Spanish teacher every year so in fifth grade it was, was kind of cool Mm. They did it, and they three Spanish teachers, three Japanese teachers. I had all the Spanish teachers and the Japanese teachers at one point. No way. <laughs> so, languages is that the thing that interests you for a specific reason, or is just you just enjoy just being able to say hello to people? I like enjoy learning and stuff, so it's always fun learning something new. Yeah, your your whole family is very like intellectual and smart. Um, how do what what is your what is your strength do you think in your family like what is your like thing that makes you kind of extend out because you guys are all I'm pretty awesome the, I'm more of the people person hmm what does that mean There's, well Caroline likes what is it she's more of like the book smart person I'm more of the street smart person oh I like that That's what say. yeah and do you think it like how did you develop that since you're from the same mom and the same dad as your sister. Like, how, like you never. I've always, I've always just like been like that. Huh. So tell me. So, I know that Caroline wanted to do martial arts, and she did a little bit at her, and at the base. Did you get to do it at the base too? No, I did ballet. You did ballet. Oh, nice. But I didn't like the teacher, so I quit. Oh no! That usually the teacher helps a lot. Uh, so what is it that got you to do karate? Um, my parents moved here and they're like, you need to do it like something athletic. That was it. Dance anymore. And they're like, my older sister's like, what about karate? And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Wait, so, so Sydney told you guys to do karate? She like mentioned, she's like, what about karate? I think it was her. It was one, someone mentioned it. I think it was her. And then I was like, oh, fine, I'll do it. And then I tried out and I go, and I loved it. So. You did love it? Oh, that's awesome. So tell me about your first day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to try. Because I remember, so I just want to know if your experience with the first day is the same as mine. I was, just, I was like, I don't want to be here. So I was like, I'm just not going to try. But I ended up loving it. So, so tell me about that experience between the not trying, I don't want to be here, to like, I enjoy hanging out with these crazy people. Because, I mean, again, and I think I said this, I think I said this to your sister, it is really funny for me to like see you guys and then know that there is another version of you running around in high school. It's, to me, it's just hilarious. I'm just going like, 
that must be such an awesome area to be around, like with you, for example. So can you tell me a little bit of how that transition between not liking it to loving it happened? Like what, what happened? I don't know. It just like, like fell into place. Huh. Like, I was like, people are kind of crazy. I'm kind of crazy. I kind of like this. Well, I think it's funny because, like, I remember when you joined class, I remember that Robert used to do Kiai's really loud. And then, and, then all, I didn't really- and then you did it really loud, too. And I remember the first Robert, the first look that Robert did wasn't like a, a look of, like, oh, I hate her. It was more like, all right, let's do this. Like, it was like, it was like he took it like a challenge, and then he yelled really loud, and then you yell louder, and then I'm going... Okay, like I want it loud, not loud, loud, just loud. And then you got it was it's just I don't know, I just I just I just love seeing your experience through martial arts. What is it that you like about karate? Cuz everybody likes different things. Some people like the social part of it, some people just like their friends, some people just like to learn weird stuff. I mean, it could be anything. I kind the people who we like I do it with are like make it Part of the reason why I like it mm-hmm. is to make it more enjoyable. And I like how, like, it's structured. And, like, if I need to defend myself, I can defend myself. Poke someone die. <laughs> I don't want people to die, but, like, if I need to. I yeah. And I think that that's the most important thing for me is that uh, we're not like every other karate school. And... I've noticed, like, especially in our dojo, for some reason, like, we're very young, lady heavy. Like, when I go to other dojos, we have a lot of guys, but lately, the, the like, the highest ranking right now, I guarantee you there's more girls than boys. So there's going to be more boss ladies than boss boys. <laughs> you know, and and, I, and it makes me feel really good because, like, we have very powerful individuals like Sensei Ellie, like Bridget. Uh, like, you know, like other people in class and I do have other teachers hire them, like, you know, in our style, they're also female, which makes me feel really good. But it feels good to know that there is young, young ladies also knowing that, yeah, man, leave me alone or something's going to happen. Uh, what are some of your other interests besides karate? I sew. You sew? Yes, I'm sitting next to my sewing machine. I'm making Kate a bunch of hair ties at the moment. Oh, nice. How long have you been sewing? Yeah. Um, I made my mom a grocery bag the other day. Wow. You like making things? Yeah. I have a lot of fabric in my room at the moment. <laughs> so do you, do you like come up with it or do you actually use like stencils or like how does it um, work? Sometimes I use patterns. Mm, sometimes I don't. Are you more of a creative person or more I follow the rules kind of person? I'm a creative person. I do not follow the rules. I make my own rules. All right. Give me an example of that. Well, I had like I found this writing summit from back in the day in like seventh when I was in seventh grade. Just not but like there's I had to pick like from three different point of views. I didn't like any of them. I go, no, I'm doing this one. Mm. And then she's like, um, I did, this is not an original one, but I like it. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Like when you say like, do you just have different perspectives than others, or do you just react different to things? Do you feel more or less than other people that make you want to do things in a different way? I just like being creative. It just like makes it more things more personalized to me like mm. i don't like following like in english should be a lot of like stuff we have she's like follow this like structure and i go i don't like it but like i have to follow it to like get a good grade <laughs> just to get the good grade so yeah. is so do you think that you being one of those people that 
I don't want to say doesn't like the rules, but tries to find better ways of the rules working for you. Do you think that's a yeah. sign of a leader? Do you think that's a quality a leader should have to be a good leader? Yeah, because your plan most likely will go sideways, so you need to be able to come up with like a different way to get it done. Mm, I like that, yeah. And I mean, that's that's one of the difficult things. Like when I look at leaders, like I love people that follow the rules all the time, but they're just following rules. I like those people that are kind of do what they're supposed to do and have enough time to be creative to come up with even better. And at the dojo, we always focus on good, better, best. Uh, and we try to pass that on as much as we can. Has there been something that since you started karate about a year and a half ago that uh, for you, not just karate, but in other aspects of life where you kind of go, yeah, good, better, best also applies there? I used to have really bad back pain and then I had to go through like physical therapy and stuff. And so that's gotten better. So how did you do that? Well, I, you do a lot of like stretches and stuff mm -hmm. and karate helped me with my back pain mm -hmm. too. Nice. Do you think, do you think that maybe now that you went through this physical therapy about your back, do you think that you'd be able to help like other teenagers? Like if they were to go through something like you, to be able to be like, hey, this will do it. Because not everybody's in the military. Not everybody has the ability to go to physical therapy. And some people yeah, is just like, or sometimes parents are like, your back hurts, suck it up. You know what I mean? It sucks. There's Nah, they're not like that. They would have said it to the doctor. So do you think that that would be something that makes you a person that is prepared to help others with something like that too? Or you would keep it to yourself? I think it's, I would help someone because like, Caring and caring. Yeah. So what, like, if we were to use, like, three words to describe you, positive words, of course, to describe you, what are they, like, the first word that pops into your mind? I would say creative. Hmm. What's the second one? I don't know. Creative <laughs> is... I like how creative. the first one is creative. The second one, that's all I can create. <laughs> creative? No, crazy. Crazy. I'm kind of crazy sometimes. You just like the cra 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 crazy creative, cra, not crying. <laughs> no, I do cry. I, know, I do cry a lot. You do. So are you a person? Okay, so that's good to know. So are you a person that has a lot of feelings? Like because oh, at the I'm dojo, so I met people that when they feel something, like they feel it like everywhere. Like their body feels it too. Like when they cry, they weep. Uh, I remember that I saw someone cry once because of something really bad that happened to them. And I've, I think the way that that person was expressing their, 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 their feelings through the way that they cried almost traumatized me. because I was going, I've never cried like that. Like I've never felt the way to this point is like literally like on their knees with their fists, like clenched, but beaten down, like with their head down, but weeping so much because they lost something they loved. Like, and I know there is levels of everything that we do. Do you think that you have different levels of something compared to other people? Yes. Besides I creativity? I have different levels of crying. Okay. And why, why do, you, do you use that for good? Do you use that for a way to kind of help you or no? It helps me, like, just get my feelings out. Mm-hmm. Like, how I'm feeling. Because I just, like, push it down. I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. Do you, do, you, do you talk to your friends about it? Do you have, like, an outlet? 
I keep a journal with all my, like, if I'm, like, super angry, I'm probably going to forget what I was thinking about, and I don't want to yell at, like, tell someone something and then, like, regret it, so I write it down. Oh, so you actually have, like, so you actually have, like, coping mechanisms or ways to deal with it. Okay, so, so diary is one of them, so journaling is one of them. Yeah, I, I journal, so then I know what I'm feeling and be like, why was I feeling like that? Do you revisit your journals? Yes, I read it all the time. I know, me too. I found stuff from, like, back in the day, and it's so bad. I'm like, I can't sleep. Kate is crying, and she's six days old. <laughs> Can she please, by six, by six days old, I thought she would figure it out by now. <laughs> so diaries is one way that you kind of cope with your feelings. Do you feel angry a lot, or, like? I get angry at a lot of things real quick, and... That I probably shouldn't get Do you have pet peeves? Is that what they are? Pet peeves? Or are they like legit things? They're more of a pet peeves. I get annoyed at people a lot. Oh, me too. What is like one of your funniest ones that... I don't want to say you're... I don't want you to tell me embarrassing. But something that you kind of go, Man, I know it's silly, but it bugs me. Like it just does. I'm talkative and I can't stand people that talk a lot. Oh, oh, so you have to be the it? (laughs) I'm talkative, but I don't like people talking. You need the time. Well, this makes it a perfect, it makes you perfect to do podcasts then, and I'll just be quiet while you're talking. Um, so, okay, so that's what Pet Peeves is one. What's another one? Um, I get annoyed at people who don't shut cabinet doors, but like everyone does that hmm. on accident. That's true, that's true. What is something that you like about yourself? Like, what is your favorite thing about yourself? My red hair makes me unique. I, I I agree with that. You definitely wear very well. You do a good job with it. Uh, what are some of the things that that you think about people with with not not the red hair, but what is something that people couldn't tell just by looking at you that you are inside good, like something good about you that just through your appearance we couldn't tell. Um, I'm a middle child, and I like being a middle child. Oh, what does that mean? I'm like the one that, well, middle children are more likely to succeed in life. And like majority of over 50% of the U.S. presidents are middle children. So. No way. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. So do you want to be the president someday? I used to want to be the president. No way. I want to be a, um, either an FBI agent or um, a DNA analysis CSI. Like the CSI show, like a DNA analysis, the one that goes with yeah, the little good things. Huh. Yeah, the criminals. yeah uh, a long time ago, I used to have a neighbor, and his mom was a recruiter for the, for the. Uh, I think it was like the CIA. And, CIA, uh, would be cool, but like I, no one would know I worked for CIA. It, it, exactly. So I'm. So one day, I like she told me that, and it kind of stuck in my head. And then we had a barbecue, and I went over to talk to her, and I asked her. Like, you know, about it. And she just kind of gave me a look. She got up and walked away. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Like, it was really bad. I was, I was super embarrassed. Uh, so I asked this question to everybody. Like, let's say for some reason they made me Shuseki Shihan. Did I get to pick who the next leader of the United States is? And with all the resources, with everything that the United States has to provide, I choose you. Uh, we get rid of all this coronavirus problem, uh, all of these things, these gross things we're talking about right now. What would be the one thing that calls you out for to be the 
Meliana thing that she wanted to make sure was done, that it was taken care of, or that we were going towards solving it? What would be the one thing that for you, you would be like, man, I would love this to be done with? Um, I think everyone should be equal. So I'm kind of, because mm. like people like equal pay, like that annoys me how people pay other people less for doing the same job. Mm -hmm. So I'd want equal pay. Equal pay like all around the world? Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about everybody getting paid equal that will make the world a better place? It's because for like every like dollar a man makes, like I make like 75 cents. Oh, so you mean between men and between, because I mean, of course, I'm a guy. See, that's so funny because I'm a guy. So when I thought you meant like everybody gets the same, I meant like, like people from Mexico, people from Chile, but I didn't even think in my head that yeah still right now like you said i don't know if it's 75 cents but definitely it's, like something, it's something crazy like that right i mean it's definitely not okay we can both agree it's not okay right but yeah why do you think that is i feel like people are like afraid of how powerful like a female can be sometimes Okay, I agree. I agree with you because I was literally just talking about how proud I was that our dojo has a bunch of female leaders coming up. So I agree with you on that. And why do you think people are afraid of that? I don't. I just because like we haven't had a female president, and like that probably will do good for the country. Mm -hmm. I, when we have it. Do you think that a male, a guy, thinks different? Like comes at a situation different than a female comes to a situation? I feel like they do. In, in what ways do you think? I feel like a female will, like, make sure, like, the people... Well, they, I feel like they both will make sure everyone, like, the people are safe. But I feel like the female will make, make sure, like, hey, there's people, like, over here, make sure we don't go over here. And, like... Like, you mean, like, more nurturing, more caring, in a way. They're more caring. I feel like they'd be more caring. Yeah. Then, There's like, nothing wrong saying that. Want, like, they're like, oh, I don't want to kill. <laughs> they might want to, like, make sure, like, the other side is also safe. So there's, like, the people over there. So, do, like, so do you feel in a way that, that, that sometimes, like, the females will be, or a woman will be able to kind of think about things at a different level like hey i'm really sad that those kids are gonna die like i'm really concerned about that when sometimes maybe a general is like hey that's a part of war man like not that i mean i'm giving you like a very dramatic between the yeah. two extremes but do you feel that sometimes women have more of that than men do i feel like they do yeah there's nothing wrong saying that I think that sometimes it's a lot easier to be nurtured by a female than it is by a man for whatever reason that is. Even though my mom hugs me, even though my dad hugs me a lot, I still love hugging my mom a little bit more because she's more hug, more, more cuddly. I don't know what it is about it. Uh, so you want there to be like equal pay between men and women. You would yeah. love for us to have a female president. Um, how... How is it that you change your mind on the first female president being you? What what made you change your mind that that's something maybe not something you might want anymore? I feel like I wouldn't be the right person for the job. Oh, like you specifically? 
Yeah, like Mesa said, I don't think I would be the right person for the job. There's probably someone better out there. Hmm. And why do you think that? I don't know. I came to this, like, realization a few years ago, and I was like, I don't think I'd be the right person. There's someone better out there. Have you met someone better? I don't think I've met someone better, but I have, like, a feeling in my gut that there is someone well, and I think that that's something, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think that that's something that we all feel at some point, is that in our age, as we continue to evolve, as we continue to grow from teenagers to adulthood, is that we start foreseeing the future a little bit more. We understand that there is, there is like, not rules, but there is a path that needs to be followed. And a lot of times, we let our dreams create this individual that doesn't exist, but that we could become it. And sometimes when you when at our age, like right now, of course, I wouldn't want to be the president at 17, 18. But guess what? Maybe your version of 35 or 40 might be a great president. Yeah. And and of course, right now you're thinking about with what you know now. Of course, there might be some someone better right now, because guess what? You're not 40. So you haven't had that experience yet. So I just want to make sure that a lot of times us when I was growing up. People started telling me the reality of the world, but they were not also telling me that I was going to grow with that reality. That when I was 15, when I want, no, when I was like 11, I wanted to be an astronaut, but I didn't speak English then. There were no Latin astronauts. So guess what? Automatically, I checked that off out of my mind without knowing that two years later, I was going to be learning English in the, in the United States. So why did I give up on that dream? Just because... I was thinking about what I was going to be on when I was 40 or when I could be an astronaut. Does that make sense or no? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, what is so, so since the presidency is not something you're looking towards now, what, since that door is kind of a little bit closed, what door opened? I wanted to be a doctor for a while. Wow. And then I realized I could, and then I, cause I like puzzles and stuff. So I was like, I was a like a CSI, then I would be able to solve the puzzle in front of me that I wouldn't know what the end result is. Oh, oh, nice. So that's what you want to do the DNA part. You kind of want to be a superhero in the background. Yeah, you're going to be that girl that runs on the shows and it goes, here's the lab result. And you did it. Yeah, he's the criminal. Uh, That's perfect. I love that. That's like my favorite character on every show. I used to watch this show called CSI Las Vegas, and there was a guy on that show that I really liked because he every time they would walk into his office, he would get mad, but it seemed like it was always at the perfect time the paper was coming out. Oh, yeah. I watched um, NIS, uh-huh. and that was kind of like what happened. She's like, I can do the work of like five people. Yeah, it's true sometimes. Like, So you being a part of our dojo, uh, I just want you to know that is definitely our dojo kind of absorbs people that are a little bit different. Not different in a good way or a bad way, just people that are unique, that they have like their own uniqueness. As you know, in the dojo, we don't have very many people that are alike. Like everybody has their own thing. Um, We try to encourage that because I am a firm believer, just like I'm doing this podcast with you, that we definitely have very unique individuals that I know are going to go very far in life. And that I want this to kind of be a gift to them of like, 
Hey, look what you were doing when you were 16 or 17, hanging out on a Saturday, just talking on a microphone about what you wanted. So if we could go in the future, and let's say you're 40 years old, and you accomplished everything you wanted in life, you were extremely successful on who knows what, but what would you like to tell yourself right now, like, to just kind of just know that your life is awesome? Like, what would you... I would tell myself not to give up. Sometimes I, I like, give up too easily. So, like, when things get hard, just stick through it. Hmm. That's awesome. Would you, would you send yourself a video or just a little note? How would you give yourself your message? To know that it's from you. Because let me tell you, if I got a message from a guy that says it's me from 60 years from now, I would need to just... I would... Hopefully they had time machines. That'd be fun if they had time machines. And then time machine back, but that probably won't be happening. So I'd like send a video. You send a video yourself? You'd be like, that's what I look like when I'm 45? Great. I look amazing. Yeah. I was thinking you you would quilt or you would actually like sew yourself like a letter so then you know it was from you. That's what I was thinking. Like, There's like a little code on this little quilt you made yourself like 50 years ago. Uh, so Meliana, I just want you to know that I'm so grateful and I'm so just thankful for your time. Uh, I want you to know that I really appreciate it. Uh, getting to know you is something really fun. I think you're super funny. Uh, again, like I tell everybody, you have become a family. You have become a big part of our dojo. Uh, when you're not here, we miss you. Uh, definitely the dojo is not complete when you're not there. And and I want you to know that you do that on your own way. Like It's not about your family show. It's not about Meliana and Caroline. It's really about who you are and who you share with us that makes us enjoy you so much. Uh, so, yeah, don't give up. Keep being yourself as much as you can because I know and I promise you, Sansei Ellie and a lot of people in class know that you're an amazing person and I hope that we can send this to you and you're going to laugh at what you said today and, and that we can laugh together because we want we want to be a part of your life for a long time. Setting San Dojo and everybody here wants to be friends with you. That if in the future, for some reason, you guys were to move or we were to move, we want to stay connected with you. And that's a promise from all of us, okay? So thank you so much again. And uh, I guess we'll be hearing this soon and everybody will too. So we'll be talking about it. All right, bye. Take care. <laughs> Thank you.